Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at Newworth Law, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H, or at uh, 215-259-3687. So I wanted to talk to you today about the easy cases and the hard cases. What's an easy case? Well, an easy case is a broken leg from a car crash or a broken ankle from a slip and fall or you know there's once in a while I'll see cases where there's a slap tear which is a traumatically caused uh, injury in your shoulder from bracing yourself against the steering wheel those are all things where you know what's the claim you were in a car accident or you fell down uh, you know and your injury happened immediately and is so painful that you had to go to the hospital and a scan, a radiology test, you know, an x-ray, an MRI, something detects the thing, and boom, it's associated with the injury. Easy enough, right? Then all you have to do is show that, you know, somebody else was responsible for your injury and that negligence caused the injury, okay? Easy enough, the broken leg or the broken ankle after a car crash, that's not your fault. What are the hard cases? The hard cases are ones where there's no you know, easy, objective proof of, you know, the negligence causing your injury. You really don't want to, you know, most personal injury lawyers won't want to take cases where there is both a question as to negligence, did someone do something wrong, and a question as to, you know, what your injury is. So I'm not going to take a case where there's a dispute over, red light, you know, or green light, or who pulled out from the stop sign first, and, you know, you're you're an old person with, you know, claims of of a sprain or strain in your spine, because then you're constantly fighting both on negligence and on damages, and the client is never going to get what they're looking for from the case, and it's just not going to be worth it. You know, we're not here to, to fight iffy cases uh, with questionable damages. It's just not, it's not helping our business. It's not helping the clients. It's not generating, um, you know, the sort of feedback loop for society that I want to generate, which is, hey, you know, sir or ma'am or institution, you screwed up and I'm coming for you. So, you know, what what are the harder cases that you're going to take as a lawyer and have some confidence that the client will come out well? Well, let's say, you know, you are in the the rear-end car accident situation, or you're a passenger in a car where it couldn't possibly be the passenger's fault. All right, so then, you know, what's the hardest case that we do take? Well, those are usually the the back pain cases. You know, the back pain cases, or sometimes the concussion cases. Concussion, there's, you know, very little uh, objective signs of concussion. There are some, but, you know, most of the time people just feel like they're in a cave, foggy, like they can't quite get back to their normal level of function. That's a hard thing for people to, jurors to understand and to grasp. And defense lawyers and claim reps will always, you know, rightfully so, question the credibility of the person who's making the claim. Well, you know, we know you were in a car accident. We're sorry about that, sir. And we know you had some, you know, some concussion, but that should have gone away by now. That's, you know, essentially the claim is, ah, well, you know, a month or two, this should have gone away. 
you know, and there's a small percentage of people who, for whom it doesn't go away. But the objective testing of that is very, um, it's very dependent upon what your prior baseline was. And most of us don't have, you know, baseline functioning of our cognitive status, you know, (laughs) One of the tests we give people or clients who need to be evaluated for concussions is a neuropsych exam, which is like an eight-hour test with a neuropsychologist. I, I, you know, I've never had that. I don't know anyone who has before they were injured. So if you want to con- connect, you know, this car crash, this concussion with this car crash, you you would, in a perfect world, say, well, I want to connect, I want to look at my neuropsych exam from before the car accident and compare it to my neuropsych exam after the car accident. And you can't do that. So that gives an opening for the defense or for the insurance company to fight you on, you know, what your damages are. And essentially, they're going to be arguing that you're at your baseline. This is the way you always are. There are ways to argue it. But that's, you know, that's a harder case, the concussion situation, as opposed to something like the broken leg or the slap tear. You know, I'm I'm working on a slap tear case uh, presently, and they're kind of interesting because, you know, you can have a a head-on car accident where it's not your fault, where someone turns in front of you from the left lane, and they never should have made that decision, or you're pushed into oncoming traffic, and, you know, you immediately complain of pain at the ER or to the doctors or to the police in your shoulder. But you don't go get your shoulder fixed up because you're all banged up from the car accident. And eventually, you know, two or three months later, your shoulder's still bothering you and the rest of you is fine. So you go to the doctor and the doctor says, oh, you, <laughs> you've got a slap tear. Now, what's interesting about a slap tear? Interesting thing is slap tears are associated with trauma. Maybe you're a high school football player with a, a tra- with a trauma, you know, in your shoulder. But if you're, you know, a 40-year-old woman with two kids driving, you know, someone to school and you have a slap tear, and you got no prior history of shoulder problems, or even, you know, shoulder injury, then your slap tear is associated with your car accident, even if it wasn't detected until three months later. Because the only cause of it is trauma. So it's an interesting, unique kind of injury. You know, there aren't a lot of injuries that are only associated with trauma. So, you know, it's just an interesting situation where there's a lot of injuries that are, you know, pre-existing, um, or could be blamed on pre-existing conditions. I would say 50% of my practice in terms of evaluating cases is reliant upon me getting my clients' prior medical records and scouring them for evidence of pre-existing conditions. Because I know that's the defense. It's almost always the defense. I'm not going to take a case where there is a question as to negligence or did someone do something wrong? Uh, Nobody takes those cases. They're just, you know, they're unwinnable cases or they're cases where the client's not going to be happy. So, you know, you take cases where there's clear negligence, but you always have to be on your guard for, hey, did this person have a pre-existing, you know, elbow condition and now they are complaining about elbow problems? So, you know, I spend a lot of time reading medical records. It's something I'm good at because I've been, you know, well-trained as a medical malpractice lawyer doing it. But, you know, I, it takes a lot of time to, one, figure out who the, who the prior medical providers were, 
for the past 10 years of your life, maybe. Two, you know, get their records. And three, sit down, read them, and look at them with the perspective of, of how a defense lawyer would look at them. So, you know, those are easy and hard cases. Essentially, you know, the hard ones are ones where you do have a pre-existing condition, you do have pre-existing complaints. We'll we'll fight those for you, or we'll fight those with you, but, you know, you got to understand that a difference of degree, meaning this is worse than it was, you know, is usually not going to make a terribly strong or high-value case. You know, we're, we're ideally looking for the easy ones where we can really do a great job for the client and really hold someone responsible. So that's why the slap tear, just by example, you know, you're going to need surgery to repair that. It's painful. It's only associated with trauma. Boom. There you have a nice case. So that's essentially like kind of the easy ones and kind of the hard ones in a nutshell. If you have further questions or you want to talk to me about slap tears, I'm happy to do that. Give me a buzz. This has been Ask Andy. Have a great day.